Welcome to our Deep Rooted Podcast, a weekly podcast featuring our latest live Bible study, as well as other encouraging messages and teachings from our hearts to yours. The enemy, he loves to get the immature Christians. The Bible even says it in Mark about the sower seed, that the seed is scattered and it falls on the wayside, and then it falls on stony ground. Now, the stony ground wasn't just a bunch of ground with rocks in it. It was soil that was, just bear in mind, about this thick, and then rock bed that's about this thick right underneath it. The root has nowhere to go. And because of, for the word's sake, the Bible says, for the word's sake, the enemy sends affliction and persecution to take it from you. That's what he does. He does it right here. And it says... Man, I'm getting revelation right now as I'm speaking. <laughs> Holy Spirit, that's awesome. Wow, I'm, it, that's so cool. I'm getting, like, I'm seeing so many things right now. Analogies to this in my head. I feel like I'm about to fly to heaven right now. <laughs> but um, let me see, I lost my track a little bit. Thanks a lot, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but as an, as an immature Christian, as an immature believer, you have no roots. And that's, that's not your fault. That's just the starting process. But you have no roots and the enemy tries to get you because you're weak, you're immature, you have no experience, and he tries to afflict you. And when he does that, most of the time he's successful. But how do you, how do you stop that? How do you stop from letting the enemy attack, or not attack, but letting the enemy conquer you? How do you grow your roots deeper and deeper into the soil? Well, Hebrews 5.12, says this Hebrews 5:12 says for when for when the time you ought to be teachers you have need that one teach you again which will be first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of a lot of weird wording in other words there comes a time where you need milk and then there comes a time where you need to eat meat yeah there comes a time where you need to eat meat. And that says, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belong to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. It goes back to right what you said about the gray area, black and white, good and evil. Am I doing this with a good heart or am I doing this out of my flesh? Am I doing this because I see the greater good? Or am I doing this because I want to be right? And the author of Hebrews says that there comes a time where you need to go from milk to meat. And when you're a new believer, cling to someone you trust. Cling to the word as much as you can. Read this thing, devour this thing every single day until it becomes your revelation. And find people who are not afraid to preach the gospel um, what's the word Un- with, without compromise find someone who can preach the gospel without compromise and let me tell you right now our ministry is one of them <laughs> you can trust our ministry with all of your heart because we preach the gospel without compromise that means we're not going to let anyone tell us what the word says except the Holy Spirit itself we're not going to say 
watered down messages just to make you feel good. We're not gonna just give you an uplifting message just so that you can go on your day and then get butt hurt over the next thing. We want you to be rooted. That's what we're called deep rooted because we want you to be strongly rooted in the word. And there comes a time where you have to go from milk to meat. Yeah. I would consider modern Sunday services your milk. <laughs> <laughs> For the majority, most churches preach milk. And you, that's fine if you're a new believer, but it comes a time where you need to start teaching people and that requires you to start eating meat. So how do you avoid the enemy from devouring you? Go from milk to meat. Get there as quickly as you can. You know, the Bible says that this is, we run a race. We run this race and we are darted for that prize. And we're not gonna arrive until we get to heaven, but you can leave now and get a lot further than you were than if you waited to start in the Word. You can leave now and you can start your race now. So how do we mature as believers? How do we mature as believers? So Colossians, we read this already, but Colossians 3.9 says that, put off the old man, put off the old man with his deeds. What's another word for deeds? Works. <laughs> put off the old man with his deeds and put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that was created in him. So, in other words, renew your mind to the knowledge of Christ. And what's the knowledge of Christ? The Word of God. There's nothing better than the Word of God. You know, there's a powerful moment in Scripture where, and it's the parable of the sower. I love that parable so much because Jesus said it's the most important. Because, who is Jesus? He was the Word. He was the walking, living Word. Jesus gave a parable of seeds. And what does he say? The sower sows the Word. So the seed is the Word, is the Word. So the Word, which was Jesus, was preaching about the Word in the Word. <laughs> it's the most powerful sermon you'll ever understand because the Word was talking about the Word in the Word. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, that's why it's the best sermon ever. That's why it's the best parable, because the Word itself was talking about the Word in the Word. And it's the most, it, it brings so much power when you understand the Word, when you understand who Jesus is through the Word. And when you understand the power of the word. So you put off the old man. In other words, uproot bad thinking in your life. Uproot wrong thinking in your life. You know, you might become a new believer and then you might think like, um, I, have to, uh, I have to do all these deeds. I have to do all these things to be right with God. I have to stop doing that. I have to confess. I have to do this. I have to, I, works, 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 works. And because of that, people get burnt out really, really fast, and that's a wrong mentality. Another mentality you have to get rid of is God wants you well. No, or that's the mentality you want to adopt. A mentality you want to get rid of is that sickness is from God, and that hardship is from God. Those are things you also want to get rid of because those are wrong thinkings. They'll keep you immature. Other things that are wrong thinkings is I can do whatever I want and God still loves me. 
that may be a true statement in the word, but the thinking of, it doesn't matter what I do, God loves me, that will lead you down a terrible, terrible road. And that's immature because you're not relying on grace. You're relying on you. You're relying on that you just, you can do whatever you want. That's not the word as well. That's a wrong way of thinking. You also need to put, get rid of me first attitudes. Me first, me first, I want this first. Put myself first, self care, put me before others, love myself before I love people. That's another wrong mentality because when you understand the word of God, you will naturally begin to love people. When you understand the word of God, when you understand those virtues, then comes knowledge. And when you have knowledge, all the stuff comes and you have love. So that's another wrong thinking. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of wrong thinkings that a lot of Christians still have. And it's nothing but a sign of immaturity. That's all it is. So if you still think that way or any of those ways, that's an indication that, man, maybe I'm not in the Word as much as I should be. Maybe I'm not studying the Word as much as I need to be to see these truths. And that's the good news because you can start today. You can start right now. And in a year from now, there will be so many things that you've been grown out of. It's going to be awesome. It's really cool. So that's the first one. Um, put off the old man. Realize that you're dead. You're dead. And the world, anything of the world, does not. it, it should not be appealing to you. It should not be appealing to you. Um, and then Ephesians 4.23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So put on the new man, renew your mind with the word. What does Romans 12.2 say? Be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is that good, that acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So when you put on the new man, you're renewing your mind with Christ Jesus. You're renewing your mind with, with what the word says. It's a daily thing. You do it every single day. It's not something you can just do tomorrow and then you're good. It's something you do every single day, something we still do every day, and something that you'll never stop doing until you go to heaven. And that's the amazing thing of, of, of uh, Christianity. I love what we were talking about earlier about um, children and how babies and children are naturally selfish beings. Like, they don't mean to be. But you come out of the womb and you can't take care of yourself. So you're you're literally you are your only world. <laughs> like when you're hungry, you cry. When you want to sleep, you sleep. You yeah. literally are selfish. And I basically raising a child is teaching them not to be selfish, yeah. teaching them to share, teaching them to feed themselves, teaching them to walk on their own, so that they don't have to rely on you so that your whole their whole world doesn't revolve around them basically mm -hmm. and it's the same way with new believers like you have a natural tendency to walk in sin because the, that's what you're so used to and the word of god is like your parent that's basically teaching you to put off the old man yeah. to mature it's time to mature now and it's like you said you have to do it daily if mm -hmm. can you imagine <laughs> what would happen if you teach a child one day and then just leave it alone for the rest of it's it's not going to go mm -hmm. anywhere it has to be a daily thing you have to daily take care of your child daily teach your child how to be self-sufficient 
And it's the same thing with the word. You have to be in it daily. You can't expect one day to get all the revelation and never need it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You it's it every single day. Every day. And it's, that's the fun of it. <laughs> I love it. I love the fun of finding new things in Scripture, finding new revelation. It's like God is there every single time when we're reading Scripture and just says, here's another one. <laughs> here's another little revelation. Here's another one. Here's the." And I love it so much because I never know what I'm going to get out. Like, I never know what I'm going to see today. Like, I don't know. Today, I saw a brand new thing, and I just shared it with you, um, with you guys, is the is First Peter, that that somehow Peter says the first thing to do is to add virtue, add a good morality to yourself, and then everything else comes, including love. So I, I like that a lot, how I, I just love reading scripture and, and finding out new things. And then, um, yeah, so it's exactly because it's you said it perfect how when you become a new believer, it's natural to want to sin. Mm-hmm. It's natural because that's all you're used to. Mm-hmm. And what the Bible says is that your spirit and your flesh are at war with each other. They are at war with each other every single day, if not every second. Because the spirit wants you to do this, but your old self wants you to do that. That's why Paul says you're dead to your old self because you shouldn't even consider it anymore and Galatians says it perfect Galatians 5 16 it says he says this I then say walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh you know the Bible would be unjust if it told you to do something that you couldn't do every single day we have the choice to make the good decision and a bad decision. Every single day we have the choice to say, I'm gonna walk in the spirit or I'm gonna walk in the flesh. Every single day. And we are able to choose to walk in the spirit every single day. That is a ability that we're given. And then it says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you would not do the things that you would, would past tense the old man the spirit and the lust they wrestle and they pull and they do all these things because the spirit's trying to keep you from doing what you used to do and then it says but if you are led of the spirit you are not under the law now the works of the flesh are made manifest which are these adultery fornication cleanliness Uh, or uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in past times, that they which also do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are crucified with Christ have crucified their flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, 
provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. So that's Paul saying again, don't do this. Do this. Don't walk in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Now, are you going to mess up? Yes. Are you going to do things you shouldn't? Yes. That's why grace is so good. Because grace is extended to everyone who humbles themselves and realizes, you know what, Lord, I can't, in myself, I can't do that. I can't do all these things. I, I really can't. But through you, I can do all these things. And that's why Paul even says, through you, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, some people interpret that and say all things, all things, all things. That means I can drive in a racing event tomorrow because I can just do all things. No. <laughs> but what that means is you can do all things like what he's explaining here. I can't do it in myself, but because of Christ, I can do all things. Now, if the Lord told me tomorrow, Matt, I need you to do this racing event tomorrow, then you bet you, bet you that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do that race because of Christ. But if you're just doing whatever you want, then that's not how you apply that verse. But let's read a question. This is the question. Isn't it better to be in the presence of others, believers, to help you in your belief than on your own because it is easier for Satan to devour you alone than two or three? Yes and no. One, you are never, ever alone. You have Jesus as your Lord, and he is always with you, always guiding you, always instructing you, so you're never alone. But it is good to have someone you can trust, mm -hmm. someone you can have mentor you, someone who can be with you, um, I, I love the Paul and Timothy relationship that even as they were apart, Paul still mentored Timothy. He still showed Timothy the way and he did a lot of things for Timothy even though they were apart. Yeah, so, and I think we as believers aren't going to have it 100% of the time, like you said. Like, we're not going to be our best selves all the time. There's going to be times where we make mistakes and I think it's in those times that it's good to have friends and a body of believers that help you when you fall down mm -hmm. and they not pick you up you. because there's moments where we're weak mm -hmm. um, yeah. like I know I have a great friend right now he's probably watching it I don't know but he um, I can message him whenever I want to if I need anything because I know I know he's a man of God and I know that he will help me he'll pick me up he'll pray for me he'll do whatever he, I need to be done um, according to the word because He's a great friend of mine. He's a great brother in Christ. I have many people like that. But do I talk to them every single day? Nope. I live life. I do life. I, uh, I work. I do a lot of things. So I don't have time to just constantly talk to everyone all the time. So they're not, I'm not constantly walking with them through life. But we built a friendship to where I can call them whenever I need. And they're there for me because they love me. And so... And I'll be right there for them as well. So yeah, this is great instruction for every believer. Every, even me, as I was studying this today, I was saying, Lord, bring us people that, that need to hear this message. And the Lord said, you need to hear this message. <laughs> and I said, okay, Lord, I know. I know, Father. I'll speak to myself in this message. But while I do that, bring us people who need to hear this. Bring us ears that need to hear this message. 
So we believe everyone watching this right now is here for a reason. We've had people tune in today that haven't tuned in ever, so that we can see at least on here. So we're, we're, we're glad to see the Lord working in that way. So, But we hope this was encouraging. All of this is so that you can experience the benefits of the Lord, the benefits of a relationship with Christ. It's not religion. It is not religion. It is a relationship with Jesus. And if you love him with all of your heart, you should want to follow all these commandments, all these things. Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more from Matthew and Stephanie, subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at deeprootedministries.com. From there, you will be able to contact us directly, access our live Bible study archives, and so much more. You can also find out how to partner with us in sharing the gospel all across the world. Be blessed today, continue living in the victory, and remember that you are always welcome here in our family of faith.